Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Aaron Donald, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap. This is the week six DFS walkthrough podcast and uh, stream. Um, let's just get right into it. Oh, brought to you by mybookie.ag, where you can get a 100% deposit bonus right now up to $1,000 by using promo code ROSTER, R-O-S-T-E-R. Okay, going to try and fly through this one pretty quick because I have something I have to do in uh, 45 minutes. So we will see if we can keep it to that. Houston Texans at Tennessee Titans. Houston's 1-4. and four. The Titans are 4-0. and oh. This game opened up as a 55-point total. It's now at 53.5. We have a 3.5 uh, line in this game. Uh, Tennessee minus 3.5 at home. That opened up as Tennessee minus 3. 64% of the bets are on the over here. Only 59% of the money. We have 59% of the tickets on the Tennessee Titans and 61% of the, of the money on the Titans. So the public support is right there with the sharp sentiment in this game. It's look, man, this is a game that you're going to probably be interested in targeting. It's going to be one of the more popular games, especially over on the Tennessee side. I, you know, you just look at what teams have been doing to the uh, Houston Texans this year on the ground and what Derrick Henry has traditionally done to the Texans. Um, it's just, it feel it didn't feel like last week, his lack of usage and stuff had to do with the fact that maybe they were just kind of taking it easy on him coming off of the COVID stuff and maybe, you know, not wanting to run him right back in this week. We have no Darrington Evans. Um, so maybe we'll see a little, a little bit more McNichols, but I just think, I mean, Derrick Henry has a 105.5 yard rushing prop. Yeah, he's 116 total yard prop. He's minus 265 to score in this guy. I mean, Derrick Henry's going to get in the box. And I honestly think, you know, while I wouldn't play him in cash games just because he doesn't bring much of a pass receiving floor, I think in cash games, I, I, as much as I hate to say it, maybe Alexander Madison's probably a better play. Maybe even Mike Davis. Um, in tournaments, it just it's going to be really good to get you off of playing the probably the biggest chalk wide receiver in in, in AJ Brown here in this game. AJ Brown, since we had the weird Tuesday night game, he was not really priced up for the level of game that he had in 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 the uh, Tuesday night game because the prices came out before. So he's like 5,600, um, somebody that, you know, not going to uh, – look, I'm not going to 
I'm fine. not going to fade him in cash, but in tournaments, I think playing Derrick Henry makes a lot of sense um, on the Tennessee side. Whenever we look at, let's see. So another big thing that we have to look at for Derrick Henry here is on for the Texans defense. Bernard Drew McKinney is now uh, out for the season. They're like, they're run stuffing, uh, you know, downhill thumper in the run game. That's big time for Derrick Henry. The Texans are getting Zach Cunningham back healthy, but you know, the defense as, as a whole, um, it changes a little bit without Bernard uh, McKinney in there. And we know that this is a team that's you know, absolutely reeling. We'll see how if the Texans can keep things together this week um, in week two of the post life post Bill O'Brien life. Um, John U. Smith is going to be super popular. Last I looked, it looked like he was probably going to be like 17% on. I, I can't believe that one of the things this week is, um, Oh, we got Michael Yeager in the chat. What's up, brother? Props on stiff arms by Derrick Henry, probably a bunch. Um, John U. Smith. I mean, I just can't believe these tight ends this week. Guys like I me, mean, Robert, big Bob Tanyan, is like 5,100, Johnny Smith's 5,200. All these, all these guys are like uh, over 5K. There are a few that I'm interested in at lesser values, but it's like, man, if I'm going to pay up to Johnny Smith, might I just want to pay up to Mark Andrews? Um, I know it's about a thousand difference, but it's, you know, just something to, something that I've been thinking about. It's like, is Johnny Smith really 5,200? I mean, I know he's, I know he's been good. Um, and I know that this is a great matchup. Let me look at the matchup tool and just see what these are. So the Tennessee Titans here get the number 12 matchup for opposing quarterbacks, the number two matchup for opposing um, running backs, the number 14 matchup for opposing wide receivers, the number 13 matchup for opposing tight ends. Now, Adam Humphreys is coming back, but the main reason that people like A.J. Brown is just from what he did last week and also no, no Corey Davis. I will say that – if you're one of the cornerback versus wide receiver matchup types, um, Bradley Roby for the Texans has not been bad this year. He's actually been somebody that, the, the, you know, you might have done well to generally avoid um, using players against. So it stands to reason with no Corey Davis that, you know, Bradley Roby, they're, they're having him travel. He'll pro- I bet you he travels with A.J. Brown. Uh, that could open things up for – that could open things up for uh, Adam Humphreys. It could, it should open things up for Johnu. Johnu's been good, man, but fifty two hundred. It just feels like he, you know, I'm not sure he's a, you know, he's on the cheat sheets. You can go to rosterwatch.com. You can find all the cheat sheet stuff. But I think that you know, I think it's perfectly fine to play Ryan Tannehill if you want to. It's it's just I don't know if it you know twenty six percent owned AJ Brown, fourteen percent owned Ryan Tannehill. You know, 20% on John, it's going to be a very, very, very popular stack. And, you know, the people who are playing that aren't going to play Derrick Henry in tournaments because they're going to say, well, if Derrick Henry gets three touchdowns, all these guys, you know, it's one of these games where Ryan Tannehill throws 18, 22 attempts. None of my guys are getting there. So you have to pick your pick, pick which side you're on. Um if you're stacking it and you're you know looking at the other side and you're looking at the Texans defense, uh, we have you know Adore Jackson is still out. Jonathan Joseph has a hamstring, so but he has no in- injury designation coming into this game. Malcolm Butler also with no injury designation coming into this game, but we know that he's banged up with that quad. Um, just some 
you know, let's just see across the, so Daquan Jones is questionable, basically right in the middle of that defensive line. Um, and then we have, um, we have Kenny Vaccaro who looks like he's going to, so there's no, there's no injury tag on him coming into week six. So they're getting a little bit healthier on the defensive side of the football, but you know, losing a Dory Jackson, that was a big deal to begin with. I, I, you know, I, I'm fine firing up, like, let's look at the matchup tool. I'm fine firing up Will Fuller. I'm fine firing up Randall Cobb. I'm fine firing up Cooks as much as that guy. Sw- I was on Cooks one week, get off him, then he goes bananas the next. Um, this, this is the number for the Texans. It's the number 13 matchup via the proprietary matchup tool at roster watch for opposing quarterbacks, the number eight matchup for opposing running backs, the number 11 matchup for opposing wide receivers, and the number eight matchup for opposing tight ends. Uh, we, we did get the word today that Jordan Akins would not be uh, would not be traveling to Nashville for this game. So maybe that's another Darren Fells spot. I'm not sure that I'm going to be buying into it. I think if I'm, you know, I looked at the props earlier and it seemed like the best value might might be Randall Cobb. So, um, and David Johnson, uh, you know, do what you will, man. If, if you don't think he, if you don't think he's dust, um, Jesus. All right. So there's a there's a lot of you guys in chat. Um, yeah. So for this, I go game by game, but I'm I'm definitely going to talk about the indie the indie tight end Suarez. Um, let's see. Um, yep. Okay. Uh, sorry. I just, I have all these tools pulled up. It's hard to keep an eye on the chat too, but I'll, I'll, whenever I come back here, I'll make sure and get to your questions if they pertain to the games that we're talking about. Let's move on to the next one. Washington football team at the New York giants. One win between these two shitty teams. Uh, this game opened up as a 44 and a half point total. It's down to 43. It opened up as New York giants minus three and a half. It is now New York giants minus three. 51% of the tickets are on the rip. The football team, along with 64% of the money, 62% of the tickets are on the over, along with just 57% of the money. So, I mean, the public sentiment is right along with where the where the big sharp bets probably are in this game. And this is this is one we can probably skip over because the only plays are Antonio Gibson um, for the for the football team. Terry McLaurin, who at this point we can basically consider matchup proof, but it's a tough matchup going up against. Uh, going, going up against James Bradbury, he's gotten better, much to my, you know, much much to my chagrin. Um, I was never a believer in him from the time I wasn't a believer in him from his Senior Bowl week, but they liked him in Carolina. I thought he was overrated there, but he's like he's he's gotten better uh, for the for the Giants. And McLaurin will have him to deal with. Like I say, McLaurin's matchup proof. I mean, it's like every week it's the same thing. It's his same prop, five and a half receptions, 70.5 receiving yards. And he's like always plus 150 to score. So um, with Kyle Allen coming back this week, it shouldn't be the absolute debacle that it was last week with Alex Smith. I know that everybody loves seeing Alex Smith come back last week. I know that everybody tweeted. I mean, it was the most popular tweet on Twitter. He just won comeback player of the year by taking that one snap. We were all happy as hell to see that guy, right? But it's just like, I mean, like all they did was sack his ass. So Kyle Allen maybe comes in there. We've talked about it before with Antonio Gibson and with Terry McLaurin. It it, it does remind you a little bit of kind of a poor man's, you know, with Antonio Gibson, it's a poor man's version of CMC. And Terry McLaurin has a lot in common with, with DJ Moore. And we saw how Kyle Allen was able to utilize those guys last year. Antonio Gibson had like seven fantasy points on that first drive last week 
before Kyle, Kyle Allen gets swindled and then the whole game gets fucked because of Alex Smith. So um, both those guys are in play. You can't play any other football team members. Um, on the Giants side, who could, who could you ever play? I mean, the Giants on the matchup tool, this is the number nine matchup for opposing uh, quarterbacks, mainly due to the fact that it's the number seven matchup for opposing tight ends. So, I mean, Evan Ingram, maybe if you wanted to. And in this week where it's so cockamamie with all these, you know, with this, with this uh, tight end pricing, maybe he's one of the guys you could, you could, you know, pay a little bit down for Jesus. Never mind. Well, how much is he on DraftKings? 5,600 on FanDuel. He is 4,900 on DK. I mean, he has a four reception, 37.5 yard prop, and he's plus 200 to score. I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to make my living paying up to paying up to almost 5k. If I'm paying that, I'm getting up, to, I'm going to get to, to, to John at, at 5,200. Um, so that's where I'm at there. That was a quick, quick game. Um, oh, and, and to everybody who asked, I'm sorry, I missed this last week. I was too busy watching the, the university of Texas embarrass themselves and, crap their pants in front of a national audience okay the atlanta falcons at the minnesota uh minnesota vikings this game man I, uh the totals come down a little bit it's, it opened at 56 and the total is now 54 um the vikings are four point favorites at this point after opening up as three and a half point favorites the public is on the vikings in the money. So it's just two, two, two thirds of bets are on Minnesota and three quarters of the money. So 66% of the bets, 76% of the money are on the Vikings. So the public likes the Vikings, the big money betters like the Vikings, 53% of the tickets are on the under, but 65% of the money is on the under. So a slight majority of the public likes the under in this one, but two thirds of the money is on the under. So I think what people are saying here is that the Falcons, might the Falcons might under underwhelm, right? That's all it can really mean. If you're looking at what the, what the big money bets are saying, they're looking at the Falcons to not keep this thing within four. And for this thing, not to, not to go over 54 total. If that's the case, we're looking at, you know, three touchdowns for the Falcons. The good news is it's probably pretty easy to guess where those three touchdowns are going to go. It's going to be Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, or, you know, Todd Gurley, most likely, um, the uh, as far as let's just see here. So with the um, with the Vikings on defense, we have Holton Hill at one corner who's doubtful this week with a foot. We have Mike Hughes who's back healthy, but Chris Boyd. So Chris, I can't believe I'm talking about Chris Boyd and Holton Hill. Speaking of the Longhorns, if you're an NFL football team and you're putting these two guys out, like, I mean, you're in trouble as a – like ask Charlie Strong or Vance Bedford. You're, you're in trouble if you're a, if you're a Division One college team in the Big 12 rolling with those two guys. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, so Mike Hughes is back healthy. Of course, they have – you know, they have Dantzler. They have the other rookie, Gladney, out of TCU. But, like, it's going to be hard for those guys to handle, you know, Calvin Ridley. Julio Jones, I mean, is he healthy? I hate him having a hamstring, but he doesn't carry an injury designation coming into this week. The fact of the matter is nobody's going to play him. I mean, let's just look at the ownership projections right now. Um, so Julio Jones is 6,700 on DraftKings. He's, he's projected for between like maybe like 4 to 6% ownership. Calvin Ridley is projected like 10% ownership because everybody's going to be on Adam Thielen on the, on, on, on the other side here. 
you know, Calvin Ridley is going to be half as owned as Adam Thielen. And while Adam Thielen is probably the preferred cash play, I mean, I don't think it, I mean, you can, it would be, probably be hard to it'd probably be, what, what are you left with if you stack Julio Jones, Calvin, Calvin Ridley, and Matt Ryan? I would just like, I, I haven't tried this construction, but I just like to see it. You do that. Who did you bring it back with on the other side? You can't, you can't do enough to bring it back with Alexander Madison. Can you? Oh, well, let's see. Um, if you do that, you pay all the way down here to like the uh, Dolphins defense at 2,900. You pay down for like Trey Burton at your tight end. If you can do that, then you have like 5,200 left per position between your running back, your, your wide receiver, and your flex. With Philip Lindsay now opening up, the fact that there's no Melvin Gordon traveling to New England, you can Philip Lindsay in there for 4,300. I mean, at that point, that's actually not a bad, not a bad stack. Can you even stack Justin Jefferson in here? Let me just see. Justin Jefferson, Philip Lindsay. So I'll, I'll just give you this. So this this is the, how I would do it. I would go Matt Ryan, Alexander Madison, Philip Lindsay, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, Trey Burton, and then you have fifty four hundred left in your flex if you go with the Dolphins defense. That's a way to stack that game. Adam Thielen's clearly awesome. I mean, Jefferson's awesome. Um, people talk about Irv Smith on the Viking side because he's only 2,500. I believe he got, what, he got five five targets last week after only getting like two targets for the whole rest of the season. How many, like, big Irv, man, how many targets has he even had on the year before he, last week? I'm not sure that I'm like buying into the Irv Smith chalk. Yeah, he had five targets um, last week. In week two, he had four targets. But other than that, he only had in this three in three other games he, he totaled two targets. So I mean he's an up and down player. Certainly, I mean certainly he's certainly a dude who, um, you know, I mean he's the future of the tight end position there. But um, I just it's it's hard to count on it week to week. But that being said, that's that's why he's twenty five hundred. Um, Alexander Madison's like one of the awesomest plays on the slate. He's probably going to touch the ball 30 times. And against Atlanta, who just, who just, you know, the one thing that I would, one thing that I might worry about is with Dan Quinn being fired, Raheem Morris taking over. We saw last year when Dan Quinn had to give up play calling because he was going to get fired and the Falcons made the epic comeback after that horrible start. Like that was Raheem Morris that started doing his stuff on defense. So I wonder if they quit doing this stupid Seattle, um, you know, cover, you know, cover three sort of stuff that just doesn't work in the NFL anymore. That Dan Quinn was sticking to that, that the, the way that they're built with, with this, with the speed that they have at the, at the linebackers is, um, is to keep everything in front of them. You know, it's to, it's to, it's to, it's to fly to the football crowd of the football make you, you know, beat us by, you know, um, what death by a thousand, you know, paper cuts, if you're going to beat us, right. Well, like we'll concede these dinky little dump offs to the running backs. And we know that Alexander Madison can thrive in that role. He's, 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 he's really awesome. So he's underpriced. They've priced him up and he's still underpriced. So, I mean, that's probably, 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 probably buried the lead there with that one. I mean, Alexander Madison's an awesome play. Chicago at Carolina, the Bears are four and one. How are the Bears four and one? 
the Panthers are three and two, which is another wild development. Um, this game opened up as a 44 total. It's now up to 44 and a half. Carolina opened as three-point favorites. They are now one-point favorites. 51% of the tickets are on the Bears. 72% of the money here is on the Bears plus the points. That's that's cool. Um, 60% of the tickets are on the over. Only 47% of the tickets, though, on the over. So people are thinking Bears and maybe under. Maybe a letdown week here for the Panthers. But, man, I tell you what. I look at the Vegas tool, and I just think Mike Davis on, on PPR sites is really just an awesome play. Um, what, 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 what was this? It was, uh, Mike Davis, 67.5 over under for his, um, for his rushing total five and a half reception prop for his receptions total a 37.5 receiving yard prop minus 200 to score. So he's basically, you know, maybe one of the top four on the whole slate as far as touchdown odds. And he just, whenever you predict the guy, I mean, if you just look at Mike Davis's game logs, man, it's like, we don't look much at game. You know, we, we don't care about the game logs here, but it means you just, you just look at the game logs, like eight receptions, eight receptions, five receptions, nine receptions. So even when you start out with, you know, five receptions, like that's been his floor since he's taken over, you know, for Christian McCaffrey. You start out with a touchdown on these idiots. That, I mean, PPR, that means something, man. So the only thing I would mention is like the games he's played have been. So wait, in week two, he just came in at some point during the game. So week three, four and five. So it's eight targets, five targets, nine targets. And those have been versus easier opponents, the Chargers, the Cardinals, and the Falcons. This is the Bears. Not the same matchup, but it's, it, it, is, it, is, it, is not, it is not the worst. We all know that Eddie Goldman, he opted out of the 2020 season for uh, COVID-19 stuff. Um, but they've recently activated uh, John Jenkins off the IR and Akeem Hicks is back healthy. So this Chicago Bears defensive front, these guys are all healthy. Um, Khalil Mack, this is the first week that he hasn't been on the injury report. So um, it's it's just, you know, they're, they're getting back healthy. And the matchup tool, I had it pulled up, has the Carolina Panthers facing the 20th overall matchup for opposing uh, running backs here. So it's, it's, not a, it's not as good a spot at all um i think he can still get there though and for mike davis and DraftKings and cash on DraftKings, i'm going to play mike davis just because of the receiving floor that he has and we only have him for, for a couple more weeks i just i say smoke him if you got him on the Bears side like it starts with it starts with david montgomery it's like 5800 on dk and he might even be cheaper on fanduel uh let me just look here um let's see david montgomery yeah, no. All right. So he's 58 on DK. He's only 59 on FanDuel. This is a dude who is, I mean, even even counting the time that Tariq Cohen was in there before he got hurt, I mean, he's still he's still playing two thirds of snaps. Now he's up to you know he's like a he's he's out there for every uh, he's out there for every snap. His target share continues to go up, even when you consider the fact that the season long routes per game 
has a few games of Tariq Cohen in the sample. He's still one of the top guys as far as his routes per game at 23. He's actually scored under his fantasy expectation on the season. Uh, so everything's sort of lining up. I mean, almost five targets a game. Everything here is lining up in our number one matchup of the week for David Montgomery. Uh, it's just everybody has done it on, on Carolina. And David Montgomery's not as good as the rest of these guys, but he's minus 135 to score this week. He's cheap. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm playing him in cash. And I don't mind playing David Montgomery and Mike Davis in cash, even though they're playing in the same game. Um, I don't know what's happened to Anthony Miller. I mean, I don't even, it's like they got this dude, Darnell Mooney, at 3K. You can almost maybe think about playing him if you're you know, punting off one of those spots. Allen Robinson, always fine. I'm trying to think, you know. I mean, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. I, it's a tougher match. Look, man, this is a tougher matchup for Robbie Anderson. It's like, and I don't, I don't trust DJ Moore. Um, I think this, for me, this is kind of Mike Davis or bust. I, uh, it's Robbie's you know, Robbie's the alpha there. It's as weird as that is to say. Um, just look at, I mean, 7.2 receptions for him versus 4.4 receptions per game for DJ Moore. DJ Moore's playing more snaps, but I mean, the weighted opportunity is close for one of these guys. It's just the yards per route run, you know, 0.8 higher yards per route run for Robbie Anderson. And he's just, he's just scoring. He's just, He's scoring. I mean, he's scoring what seventeen percent above his fantasy expectation. But I mean, DJ Moore is scoring almost ten percent above his fantasy expectation at this point. Like DJ Moore is overperforming, and he's still, you know, scoring five points less per game than Robbie Anderson, who's also o- o- overperforming. And whenever these guys overperform, I told you about the schedule. It's like it's a worse game now. So I think I'm off. I think I'm off of those guys. They're just they're there are other plays this week that I'll want to get to. Uh, let me check in chat to see if any what you guys are asking about here. Um, top six value. Uh, what's up, fellas? Geez. All right, there's a lot of y'all, man. Kipsy, Michael Yeager, thank you guys for all tuning in. James Kenny. Um, let's see. Okay. I think you look at Hurst versus Julio. No, I didn't mention Hurst. Yeah, I mean you can you can you can look at Hurst. I think it's it's fine. I'm not gonna play. I'm uh, there. There are a couple of cheap guys. I'm I'm gonna play. Um, and as long as we're as long as we're taking a little break here, let me let me tell you guys quickly about let me tell you guys quickly about my bookie. It's fall and my bookie. That only mean one thing. It's winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more at my bookie. Winning season is all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, UFC, and then some. The craziest sports fall of your lifetime is here. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big brain of yours to use. Use promo code ROSTER and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. New customers receive a 100% deposit match, so that's double your deposit, up to $1,000. So you put in, say, $100, you get $100 to play with. You can only do it with promo code ROSTER. You guys have been talking about in the chat, talking about um, Mike Davis 
And I, on my Roto Grinders stream that I just did, my buddy, um, Chief Justice 06. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Said, like, hey, dude, what, what would you. What if Christian McCaffrey costs seven thousand? And I say, well, I, I like ten x my, uh, I ten x the number of um, the amount of money that I had in play, and I play him across every lineup, right? And it's like Mike Davis and Christian McCaffrey, of course, but he's kind of getting used like that from a volume perspective. So it's a tough matchup. But would you play Christian McCaffrey versus the Bears at seven k? I mean, I, I I would do it. I'm, I'm going to do it in cash, you know, in tournaments. I think there are ways that I think there are ways that we can get off of that. Um, all right. Detroit at the Jaguars. Uh, Detroit here is now three point favorites after opening up as 2.5 point favorites on the road. This game has actually gone up in total from 53 and a half to 54 and a half. 63 percent of the tickets are on the Lions, along with 38 percent of the money. 52 percent of the tickets are on the over, along with 49 percent of the money. So. The public loves Detroit here, minus three, but the Sharps are, aren't buying it, which could mean big things for, 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 for Gardner Minshew, Gardner Flint Minshew II, whose father is not even named Gardner Flint Minshew. How the fuck is he the second? Um, the, uh, the, um, the DJ Chark stuff is just something that might open might might open open up LaVisca Chenault here in this matchup. Let's look at the matchup tool and just kind of talk of this over. Jacksonville Jaguars face the number 14 matchup for opposing quarterbacks, the number three matchup for opposing running backs, the number eight matchup for opposing wide receivers, the number 22 matchup for opposing tight ends. So James Robinson, you can you can fire up. I mean dude, Detroit can't tackle. James Robinson hadn't showed much of an upside. And I'm pretty sure he's once again a much better play over on FanDuel. Yeah, just 6,500 over there. He's showing up as our one, two, three, fourth best value on the Vegas tool for FanDuel, wherever just the running back value on FanDuel. Jesus. Somebody was just saying in the chat, the top nine on FanDuel are no. How many is that? Oh, the top one, two, three, four, five, all the way down to Devontae Freeman. Um, are the, the top nine or 10 values are all running backs, but number, number four is James Robinson. What is the, I mean, are we, so we're sure DJ Chark is out, but there was an injury designation for LaVisca earlier in the week. I just want to make sure that we don't. So DJ Chark, so we're not sure he's out. He's questionable. It looks like he's still, um, it looks like that is still up for debate. I've I've been of the I've been of the impression that he's not going to go. Um, Lavisca Chanel. So he's got so Lavisca's La, 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 La got no no injury at all heading into week six. So we'll keep our eye on DJ Shark. Uh, Tyler Eifert's also questionable in this game. And on the Lions defense, um, we have these guys getting a little bit healthier. 
Trey Flowers, healthy. Nick Williams, no injury designation. Deshaun Hand has no injury designation. I mean, we have Desmond Trufant continues to be out, but they're getting a, they're getting a little bit healthier there on that side. They're still just bad. It's a bad defense, shitty team, shitty coach. Um, I like Gardner Minshew. I like LaVisca Chenault. I like James Robinson. Uh, I mean, I could, I, I'm not playing. Chris, Chris Conley is just the worst football player. It, there's nothing more tilting than watching a game whenever you have any fantasy action on him. And that should never be the case unless it's a one game showdown slate. Um, for the lions, one thing we should talk about, about this game. And it's the fact that the, 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 the Jaguars are getting, are going to be healthier on defense than they were last week. So miles Jack doesn't, won't carry an injury designation into this game. Josh Allen's questionable, but he has a chance to go. He didn't go last week. Um, we have we have C.J. Henderson, who missed last week, who's like – he's been better than the other rookie on the other side of this game, Jeffrey Okuda, uh, as far as rookie corner. C.J. Hen- Henderson still isn't uh, – he's, he, he's, he's back. Um, and then uh, I already mentioned Miles, My- Miles Jack is fine. So those are that's like three big two big players maybe three like real like if they get back their best linebacker their best outside corner and they have a chance to get back their best pass rusher I I mean everybody's playing Kenny Galladay I think it's fine but there's going to be 17 mile per hour winds uh, tomorrow this game is going to it's it's one of the bad one of the worst weather games there is so I don't know I just I think maybe what if what if it's what if it's, you know, what if it's lower score? What, what if it's like these sharps think? What if, I mean, what if, what if it is like a Jacksonville game? What if it is Jacksonville gets ahead and, and runs it down their throat with 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 James Robinson or, or Gardner Minshew? Whenever these guys play so much man and get their back turned to him, I can see Gardner Minshew running off for a couple of seventeen yard, you know, um, just tucking the ball and taking it. Like Gardner Minshew's got that 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 kind of. Uh, that kind of sneakiness to his, uh, his, his, his mobility, especially if it's going to be kind of windy, especially if DJ Chark is limited. So I could see them kind of getting up on Detroit. And if that's the case, of course, Detroit will have to throw, but could it be Marvin Jones? Could it be, I mean, it's probably, could it be, could it be TJ Hawkinson? I mean, Detroit's coming off a bye. At what point is Detroit going to start showing some love to DeAndre Swift? If that game script happens, maybe it could be the kind of game for him. But I'm just not sure I'm as in – I know our tools are going to love them. Our models are going to – I mean, God is going to pop in models. But, you know, after my live stream today that I did with Cardi and Chief, I, I, I they, kind of, they kind of talked to me you know, a little bit off of, of Kenny Galladay. And, I mean, just look at the Vegas tool, guys. I mean, it's like – let me just see here. Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay has a five reception, 65.5 yard over under. He has minus 120 to score. But, I mean, are we really salivating – over that, I mean, it is the number six matchup of the week. It, there are other receivers that I find a little bit more interesting this week than than Galladay, but I think he's a perfectly fine play. Um, boy, I got to, I got to, I got to speed this up. Let's get to, uh, let's get to Cleveland at Pittsburgh. This game has a fifty-one point total. It opened as a fifty-point total. Sixty-five percent of the tickets are on the over. Only sixty-four percent of the money on the over. So it's fifty-five percent of the tickets on Pitt. 55% of the money on Pitt. Uh, people like Pittsburgh and people like this thing to go over. 
What? Let's just. We don't need to talk about every every play. We're, like this slate. This slate's going to hinge on a few things. One is whether or not you're, you're going to play Chase Claypool after he just went off for four touchdowns and acted like a just an absolute god. And I would have been off of Claypool. Um, uh, I might still be off of Claypool. He's only 5,200. I on, on FanDuel, it's really hard because he's only like 56 or something over there. But the, when Deontay Johnson got ruled out, it's like, Jesus, how are you going to – we talked about it all week on the other shows. It's like, how do you put that genie back in the bottle once you've seen that four-touchdown explosion? It feels like, you know, we're going to go back and we're going to see – you know, we're, we're going to see if he can keep doing it, you know, and um, you just wonder if the on the other side of the football, man, if you're a coach after seeing that, don't you say like, we're not going to let this asshole do that to us. We're not, he's not going to go off for four touchdowns on us. Um, if they're keying on him, I like Juju. He's more expensive. No one's going to play him. Chase Claypool is going to be a 30% owned. Juju is like, $1,500 more, and he's going to be 2% owned. Is it that? I mean, I did go back and look at Juju's game logs versus Cleveland, and the sad news is in the last two years, even when Juju was going off, he's, he's for some reason he never has big games against Cleveland. But I think it's an excellent spot to get leverage in tournaments to maybe get off of Claypool. I think in cash, Claypool makes a makes for a heck of a play. Um only because Deontay Johnson's out. I am not of the mindset that Chase Claypool is as good a player as he looked like last week. We'll see if he turns out to be, but he is, um, uh, it's a big decision. He's only 5,200 and he, he fits into a lot of builds where you play like Madison, Mike Davis, um, David Montgomery, you know, those kind of bills really lend themselves well to like 5,200 types of wide receivers. So I think in cash, it makes sense. And maybe in cash, you want to block other people in case he, in case he goes God mode again. I, I just, I would be wary of that kind of thing. It's a super chalky rookie wide receiver coming off a fluky performance, wherever everybody now is going to be keying on him. I just, I'm not sure that's a tournament play that I'm that interested in. And then on Cleveland, I, you know, I mean, play whoever you want to play, but just make a note that Austin Hooper had 10 targets last week. That's, you know, Odell Beckham's been banged up. It feels like he's going to go, or he's been, you know, he's been sick. feels like he's going to go. Jarvis has been banged up. It feels like he's going to go. But if those guys are limited with all the pressure that Pittsburgh gets, you got to feel like little short, little Baker's going to, you know, Baker's kind of banged up. He's got to get the ball out quick. Um, it could be another game where he gets peppered with a lot of targets. Cincinnati at Indy. This game's a 46 total. Indy seven and a half point favorites. I thought it was crazy, man. I'll show you guys. Let's do a screen share right now. The Vegas tool. Of course, you guys can get it with a pro membership at rosterwatch.com. You can get access to all of these different, all these different tools. But it's crazy, man. That um, here, right here at the very top, out of all those value plays. Jonathan Taylor at 3X, just unbelievable. 82.5 rushing yards, two never receptions, 21.5 receiving yards. He's minus 250 to score. We'll have to wait on Jordan Wilkins. I don't know if he's going to go or not, but that guy has been a creepy little 
swindly thorn in Jonathan Taylor's side. And you know, the other thorn in Jonathan Taylor's side is he's, he's kind of looked like shit. His vision doesn't look very good right now. His lateral agility, his burst don't look anywhere near as good right now as they did in college. But look, he's coming along. He's the future of the franchise. I'm not going to give up on this elite prospect. It's a great matchup. They should be leading. I think they're, are they home? They're home. It's a home favorite by over a touchdown. They can't swindle him with Jordan. I mean, Jordan Wilkins didn't practice on Thursday or Friday. I mean, what's the chances he plays? You have Jonathan fucking Taylor. It's like, why is he, why is Jordan Wilkins even in, even in there anyway? So I'll play Jonathan Taylor in tournaments. I think he'll be less than 10% owned because people think he looks like shit. Um, and the truth is he hasn't really looked great. The other play here in this game for sure on the, on the indie side is uh, Trey Burton at 3,100. He's gotten, he's averaging five and a half targets over the last two games. No Mo Ali Cox in this game. It's clear, man, that they, it's, it's beyond clear that from the, what we were hearing from preseason training camp, that Trey Burton was a, going to be a really key integral part of this, of this offense. I mean, it's like Mo Ali Cox was going off like the next Tony Gonzalez and they, all they do is they just, they're peppering Trey Burton. So I've never been a huge Trey Burton fan, but I mean, he's 3,100. Um, I wouldn't pet play him on FanDuel just because there's the tight end dynamic over on FanDuel is just different this week than it is on DraftKings where everybody's priced up. But I really like that. I really like that um, on, on DK if you're deciding to pay down. I, I would much rather pay him than Irv Smith. How much is he compared to Austin Hooper? Because Austin Hooper's not on our cheat sheets. I, I don't know if – I don't know if that – don't know if it really – don't know if it really – I mean, I, don't, I, I hate to manually go – I, I hate to play God with the model, but I'd like to add Hooper on there. Um, how much is Hooper? Do we even have – do we have a prop on Hooper? We don't. We have pricing on Hooper. Hooper's 3,900. So he's in like 39. I think those two, Burton, Hooper. I like both those guys better than Irv Smith. Now, Irv Smith's, you know, 600 cheaper and 1,400 cheaper. But I think, I mean, you're still paying pretty far down at 3,900. And then, I mean, of course, with the Ravens, you can play Lamar. Lamar's got a 49.5 yard rushing prop. He fucked everybody last week. No one's going to be on him. Is there one guy who could go nuclear and just, Whenever he's messing around and they're playing these guys that can't do anything with their legs, like Stafford and Matt Ryan and stuff like that. What if Lamar Jackson just goes off for a Lamar game where he runs into and throws to? Okay. So I skipped ahead to Baltimore Philly. On the Philly side of that one, that and in that game, uh, Lamar is minus nine and a half. Philly is um, let's see, where's the hold on. how did I just how did I just I just did like a weird like morph into the Baltimore game. It works since the next game up. Um, all right, but anyway, <laughs> Baltimore were nine and a half point favorites. Um, sixty-three percent of the tickets are on Baltimore, eighty-two percent of the money on Baltimore. Everybody likes Baltimore here in this spot. One thing I'll just we talked about Lamar just now. I can't play any of these running backs. I could play Marquise Brown. I could play Mark Andrews. 
Um, especially on FanDuel, I like Marquise Brown. And on Philly, I mean, I like the Baltimore defense. The one thing is Brandon Williams just this morning got put on the COVID-19 list. Uh, they're, they're still traveling um, to Philly, though. Everything's, you know, everything's fine with, with that. I would keep an eye on it. But no Brandon Williams. That could open things up a little bit for Miles Sanders. And then Travis Fulgham last week. Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't know. Just I don't think he can do it again versus Baltimore. I, I mean, he's not going to catch 10 balls. He, probably, he might not catch 10 balls again in his career, but it would be really hard to do it this week against Baltimore. I'm completely off of Zach Ertz. I want no part of him. Um, like when the, the game he goes off for his old school Zach Ertz game will be the that'll be the no, probably no one will be on him anyway but that'll be the day that I might just lose money I figure I won't be probably facing him in too many cash lineups so um, it probably, probably won't hurt me that bad but he just needs to look he, he's, he runs around like he, he's, he, he runs around literally like my son runs around when I know that he's crapped his pants like there's something wrong and it fucking stinks um, the the uh, but the Miles Sanders deal's fine. I think Fogum's probably fine. Fogum, I mean, if you're that into Chase Claypool, you should probably be into Fogum. Okay. Now let's let's now morph into the uh, let's morph into the let's let's just morph into the Denver at New England game. This game is a 45 point total with New England as nine point favorites. 71% of the tickets are on New England, but only 18% of the money is on New England. We don't even know if Drew Locke's going to play here for the for the for the um Denver Broncos what we knew, know for sure is Melvin Gordon won't play which does open up Philip Lindsay to I believe 4300 I don't I don't feel like I need the savings I went through a little exercise earlier about you know getting off of say Mike Davis David Montgomery and Alexander Madison and like a Terry McLaurin type of wide receiver to get up to a Devontae Adams wide receiver with a Mike Davis, David Montgomery, Philip Lindsay running back core. And I decided that I don't want to do that. I decided I, 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 I don't want to do that. So I'm not sure that Philip Lindsay is going to be in my cash game consideration. I think in tournaments, it would certainly give you, give your lineup a different look, you know, than, a lot of other people, because I, I think though it's just it, it this the, it's value that's opening up late in the week is something that people when they're reading this stuff that's been written all week by different DFS sites and analysts and stuff hasn't been really brought up as much of a discussion. It's not a great matchup. I mean, they're ten point underdogs on the road. Um, quarterback situations up in the air. Royce Freeman still lurks, so it'd probably it'd probably be under ten percent ownership. Um, and let's not forget that. Philip Lindsay to start the preseason, you know, we had been Albright on here. He was saying, like, look, Philip Lindsay's like he's gonna be a 50-50 guy with Melvin Gordon. He's really impressed the coaches. So um I don't know. Play Philip Lindsay if, if you want to. And then on the the certainly play Cam if you want. And you could pair him with the bird, man. Ka-ka! He's he's only thirty five hundred. Demir Bird on DraftKings. He's got a three and a half reception prop. He's actually showing up as the number ten, uh, the tenth best um, value on DraftKings out of the seventy seven props I was able to pull for our pro members. Um, 
for the roster watch Vegas tool. All right. Back to this. All right. Where are the afternoon games? It's good. I, I got it. I'm already three minutes late for another obligation here. Uh, Jets at Dolphins. 0-5 Jets against the 2-3 and three Dolphins. Adam Gase revenge. 47 total here. The Dolphins are Dolphins are almost 10-point favorites. Uh, 56% of the tickets are on the under, along with 65% of the money is on the under. What are the plays? What are the plays? On the Jets side, there are no plays. Jamison Crowder. But are you really going to play Jane? Are you really – I mean, you probably play him as a one-off. He's starting to get expensive, man. He's been good, though. Where does Jamison Crowder rank right now? It's been fantasy. Uh – Let's see. I, I just want to – so players I, – I, I don't really have this – believe it or not, I don't really have this stuff pulled up. So in PPR, Jamison Crowder. In per game, <laughs> Jamison Crowder's wide receiver too in per game output. Travis Fogum wide receiver three. So, um, just like everybody, <laughs> just like every, just like everybody pro- projected to start the season, um, it's wild, man. You wouldn't have thought, wouldn't have thought that I would be, wouldn't have thought that I would be saying that here on this podcast. Do you know, uh, do you know an, another thing that I didn't know about till recently? I would have never told you about. It's the Fantasy Life app. Guys, one of the smartest things you can do is download the Fantasy Life app. It's a free app. We use them for all their news alerts and for their community. The Fantasy Life app sends breaking news alerts faster than anyone else. They monitor thousands of reporters so you don't have to and send important news as soon as it breaks. You never miss a relevant injury, trade, or other update. The Fantasy Life app also has in-depth reports and on-demand device from an on-demand advice from a massive community. Download the Fantasy Life app on iOS or Android at fantasylifeapp.com or just go to the app store. I'm telling you guys, like I have a fantasy life app right here on my phone. Um, like we, like we're doing a lot of work with them. It's, it's a, it really is an incredible uh, piece of like, I have the alert set to where I get the NFL breaking news and also the NFL minor news. And it's just, it's, it's been a massive help. So, and, and it's free. So if you don't like it, you can just erase it. Miami, Miles Gaskin's a great play. Devontae Parker's a great play. Ryan Fitz is probably a good play, even though we probably need to be on Tua watch at this point. If they get way ahead, who knows if they don't put in Tua. But Miles Gaskin, especially if Jordan Howard's in, inactive again. Uh, another guy, it's like, I just don't think people are going to play him. But he's showing up on the Vegas tool. Another dude, he's showing up as the second best value. I mean, he's an 82 total yard over under. Here's the... Uh, Here's the here's something with a uh, here's something from the Fantasy Life app. The Jaguars are placing practice squad offensive lineman Casey McDermott on their reserve COVID nineteen list. The team who worked remotely today because of it. So there's something to keep in mind there with those guys. A bunch of uh, bunch of these extra COVID nineteen list things happening. Um, we'll keep our fingers crossed that these are um, look. We always knew it was going to happen, but um, keep our fingers crossed that nothing gets too out of hand. Okay, uh, the final game before I get out of here, let you guys get about your business. This is a good one. Oh, an epic one. This will be the one that this will be the one that Troy Aikman gets for sure. Green Bay Packers at Tampa Bay Bucks. 
uh, 55-point total in this game that opened up at 52. Tampa Bay opened up as three-point favorites, but now it is Green Bay minus one. 69% of the tickets are on the over. 93% of the money is on the over. 68% of the tickets are on Green Bay. 76% of the money is on Green Bay. The Sharps like Green Bay, and they really love the over, and I really love it because this is one that I'm looking into. It's expensive to stack, kind of like that stack we talked over earlier with the Atlanta-Minnesota one. Let me just do another like mock kind of stack like that. It's going to be expensive. I'm not sure you can. You, I'm not sure you can make this happen. But what if you do a Tom Brady, a Tom Brady, Mike David, or no, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, stack. You get Aaron Jones on the other side. You pay all the way down at defense. You get to Miami playing the Jets. Pay all the way down to some kind of Austin Hooper or something like that at tight end. I mean, look, man, you're left with one running back, one wide receiver, and one flex at an average of like 5,300 per position. You, that's that's workable this week. I mean, you get David Montgomery in. You pay down for one of these wide receivers. Maybe you can you know decide that you're interested in, um, you know. Travis Fulgham, we talked about. Like, no one's going to be on that dude after he had 10 targets. Randall Cobb, no one's going to be on him. He has one of the better props. I mean, he's averaging five and a half targets per game over the last two and a great matchup this week. So, uh, I mean, that's doable. Oh, shit. I'm going to make a note to maybe make a lineup like that uh, for that kind of script. But, you know, Devontae Adams here in this spot. I mean, he has the highest receptions prop on the whole board. Aaron, Aaron Rod, this is two Hall of Fame. This could be an awesome game, man. They're only giving us two afternoon games. One's a real piece of shit. But with this one, like, all I'll say is, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm interested in playing all the dudes in this one, except maybe Ronald Jones. But give me Brady. Give me Mike Evans. Give me Chris Godwin. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me Devontae Adams. Give me maybe a little bit of Big Bob Tanya. And give me probably the best tournament play on this slate because Vita Vea for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is out this week. He was the real linchpin of that group. I think they're still going to be good at stopping the run. But in this sort of scoring environment, doesn't it feel like these two guys, these are some petty sons of bitches. These are some competitive sons of bitches. They're going to want to put it on each other. It's going to be a great scoring environment. And that is exactly why when you look at Alexander Madison at what? 36% ownership, Derrick Henry at 25% ownership, Mike Davis at 30 to 35% ownership. You have Aaron Jones at just 7% ownership. Yeah.